Hey, welcome back to Open Life, or maybe welcome for the first time. We're excited you're here. We are in a series of talks where we are striving to listen widely and learn well from the conversations we're having in culture or with each other during the course of this time. There's some tough subjects we're wrestling with and, and some tough observations we're wrestling with that we can find guidance from scripture that will empower us, encourage us, and help us find our future and live a life that is full and peaceful, return that peace of mind to ourselves and live life to the full. So that's what we want for you. We're excited this week to jump into a subject that we were talking about as a staff this week, as we were reflecting on our first outdoor service and how the weekend went, and we were full of gratitude to God for the opportunity to meet face-to-face -face again in worship together and do a talk together. And uh, we realized just how much, though, during the course of that, how much of a sacrifice it was for people uh, to participate in that. It was a sacrifice in many different ways, though. You know, some sacrificed their comforts to join a group of 60 people for the first time since March. And it was uncomfortable. You could tell when you would go to say hello to somebody, even though you're like 10 feet away, there was a hesitancy, you know? Or, uh, you know, maybe it's the longest period of time somebody had been with that large of a group since March. It was just uncomfortable a little. You could tell. So they sacrificed their comfort. For others, they sacrificed in order to serve. They probably maybe wouldn't have come if they weren't serving. And uh, so that stretch was a sacrifice. Uh, for others, there was the sacrifice of wearing masks in an outdoor space because it's required but not normal and it was sunny and and I would get the I call it the sweat goatee that I chuckle you know my mouth starts sweating more than normal and uh but we were we were there for 40 minutes with masks on and while it was different we were still able to worship together and and, and fulfill the requirements and while some thinks that's overkill or spiritually restrictive we were able to do it right and people sacrificed still others sacrificed their desire to be present because that's what's wise for their home, be it the health of their family, a loved one that they just, or maybe they themselves weren't sure if they're healthy and would compromise others. Maybe it was the whole mask thing and they decided to watch online Sunday and connect that way and that's wisdom for them. And, uh, and they worshiped that way. Same service, different day, different delivery, but they're growing their relationship with Jesus. There was a lot of sacrifices that happened. And we just were like, wow, God, that's cool that people were willing to sacrifice for their relationship with Jesus. And immediately as we started to process that, I began to think of King David. And this moment in, in the scriptures where God was, was challenging and, and, and giving him so, some insights in a moment in his life where he, he verbalized the importance of sacrifice. And I think it'll teach us today. King David was grieved over a plague that was affecting the people uh, of Israel. And he was speaking 
with a seer or, or maybe a prophet, you could say. His name was Gad. And he wanted to know how to plead to the Lord for the plague to stop. And that's where we catch up in the story. 2 Samuel 24, verse 18. On that day, Gad went to David and said to him, go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Arana the Jebusite. So David went up as the Lord had commanded through Gad. When Arana looked and saw the king and his officials coming toward him, he went out and bowed down before the king with his face to the ground. Arana said, why has my lord, the king, come to his servant? To buy your threshing floor, David answered, so I can build an altar to the Lord that the plague on the people may be stopped. Arana said to David, let my lord, the king, take whatever he wishes and offer it up. Here are oxen for the burnt offering and here are threshing sledges and ox yokes for the wood. Your majesty, Arana, gives all this to the king. Arana also said to him, may the Lord your God accept you. But the king replied to Arana, no, I insist to pay you for it. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. Let me let me repeat that sentence. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God burnt offerings that cost me nothing. So David bought the threshing floor and the oxen and paid 50 shekels of silver for them. In other words, he paid full price. David built an altar to the Lord there and sacrificed burnt offerings, fellowship offerings. And then the Lord answered his prayer in behalf of the land. The plague on Israel was stopped. Man, I love that. How can we live with this same commitment and mindset today? Our big idea today is following Jesus requires sacrifice. Following Jesus requires sacrifice. If you are hearing or watching this message, you should reach around your shoulder and give yourself a pat on the humble, the humble back, the humble pat on the back, because you're sacrificing your time and maybe your preferred method of growing in a relationship with Jesus through a service environment. And you made the decision, I am going to sacrifice my desire for normal in order to grow my relationship with Jesus as a part of Open Life Church. So way to go. Those who are sacrificing nothing are actually going to miss this talk, right? If Gad were in your living room answering your inquiry to meet with God right now, I believe he would tell you to log into Open Life Church's live feed, whichever preferred method you choose, and engage with the service. Why? Because we've been praying for you to meet with God and that our coming together, even right now online, would result in the powerful moving of the Holy Spirit in your life. It would bring breakthrough to those of you who are here, that something would leap inside of you and give you a conviction today to grow your relationship with Jesus. 
This is how we're going to meet with him today. Well, what if Gad approached David and said, man, you need to make your way up to the, I don't know how far up was, but make your way up to the threshing floor of Arana. And David would have said, well, today, you know, this is not my normal day of meeting with God. So I'm going to, I'm going to pass because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a meet on this day kind of guy, right? Or what about, oh man, it's quite a hike up there and I just don't know if it's going to be worth my time if I'm going to just go up there to make an offering. Can you, this is, God, that would have been crazy. Uh, thanks for the advice, Gad, but I'm just going to hang out here and keep going about life like normal because you know what? This plague will fizzle out. This is not a worry. I hope you're laughing a little bit and chuckling because haven't you heard all these things in our culture today? We're facing the same scenarios and we're making choices. And instead of listening to this unction of the Holy Spirit within us to draw closer to God, sometimes because of our preferences, we're, we're not sacrificing what is necessary to grow our relationship with him. And I am praying for those who are just burnt out tired of being sold uh, on every different perspective and we're bombarded with so much that we've just shut down. We can't do that. As a church, we have to continue to submit to our authority. We will continue to look through this healthy lens of what is loving, wise, and legal to meet with God so that the power of God can leap within us, right? We will continue to sacrifice in order to provide services weekly, online, and every other week in person. The Lord honors sacrifice. And I I hope you are hungry today to make the same choices David made and uh, not allow yourself to seclude or regress, but lean in and do something that is worthy and sacrifice for the Lord today. I have a question for you. What could you sacrifice? What could you sacrifice? What cost are you willing to pay to grow in your relationship with Jesus and experience the power of God in your life today. More than that, to be a catalyst for life, peace, and healing for the community. Because David didn't go up there to sacrifice for his own to make sure he didn't catch the plague. He was up there pleading for the people of Israel, the same as we need to be pleading for our community, pleading for our country, pleading for our state, pleading for our world. I look at the great sacrifices those who followed Jesus made. His disciples, his closest disciples, left everything in order to follow Jesus. They left jobs. They left family businesses. They left property just sitting there. <laughs> they left social status. They were beaten. They were imprisoned. And eventually, they gave their lives for the gospel. Matthew 16, 24 says, as Jesus said to his disciples, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you'll lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, 
you'll save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in the glory of his Father and will judge all people according to their deeds. We must realize in order to grow our relationship with Jesus through the ups and, and downs, especially during a pandemic, we'll have to continue to make sacrifices. Checking into a, a Zoom after party we, uh, because we understand the huge benefit of human interaction. Showing up to groups as they're offered and, 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 and touching base with each other. Maybe instead of texting, picking up a phone and being voice to voice so that that human interaction piece can uplift our spirit, right? We're going to continue to meet in person as, in any way, shape, or form. Mask on, social distance, whatever's necessary. We're going to start small groups. And I say we're, I'm talking about you. Man, if you want to start a small group or a meetup, something that allows people to connect and be together and interact so that people don't fall off and feel alone anymore, talk to us. We're ready to equip you. We're giddy to help you figure out how to lead a group and, and, and take some of the materials that are even on right now TV or whatever and fan into flame your desires, your vision is our vision, right? To, to launch a group and, and touch people's lives who are in need right now, helping them take up their cross and, and follow Jesus. Man, I remember the my my coming to the decision that I needed to become a full-time pastor. And ultimately, it started with me wanting to become a millionaire. Yeah, I wanted to be a millionaire with everything in me as a young adult. At the age of 20, I was just all in with becoming rich. And I believed that the key to happiness was financial prosperity because that would be my security. It would be the route for me to be generous. And I just went down this, this rabbit hole, hook, line, and sinker. And it, I didn't care how I did it. I wanted to be a millionaire. And, um, and so I was being fed that and my dreams and all these things I was pursuing. And I read books. I started consuming books written by millionaires to become, uh, to figure out how to think and grow rich, right? That was one of them. Uh, so these Fortune 500 company writers, though, all of a sudden start giving glory to God in the books. And all around it, I'm like, why are they always giving God the glory? And I discovered they weren't pursuing a million dollars when they started their business. They were pursuing a solution or a passion or a dream. And it resulted in them becoming wealthy. And I was like, I'm pursuing the wrong thing here. And God used those books to inspire me to surrender my life to Jesus, I repented of my lust for money and I opened up my heart to Jesus. I found myself sacrificing these dreams for riches on earth before the Lord's feet. And I was transformed by the gospel. I said yes to God to go into full-time vocational ministry. Months later, I wrestled with that one. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I thought at the age of 21, I had given up my life. I thought I'd given up my life's call. It was a big deal to say yes to this path instead of this path. And now let's fast forward years uh, to where I'm at right now. And 
man, I, a lot, almost all of those dreams have come true, except for the millionaire part. I'm not going to rule that out yet. You know, I got many years to go. So, um, I have a wonderful family, man. That's more than I ever could have dreamed for. Beautiful wife. Bonus points right there. Anyway, uh, you know, amazing home. Blessed to have so many lives transformed because I gave up this desire for riches in money and I chose riches through the stories of lives impacted by saying yes to God to go into ministry. And now there's so many lives that are just fruit of the ministry of our years that bring joy to our spirit. And you know what? As I look at the mission on my life and I look at the 80 plus thousand people in our community who need a relationship with Jesus, I can't let this dream go, right? We are going to be able to help so many of those as our future progresses, no matter what we face right now. The vision we received by God in January is still present to baptize 552 people in this community by 2030. That dream is alive. And I can't wait for them to go public with their faith. The best is yet to come. And God didn't put that dream in place in our heart in January just to pull it back and go, psych, gotcha. You're not going to meet for a while, you know? No, I believe right now God is preparing our hearts for breakthrough. I believe right now we're sensing this desire for him like never before. And, our, uh, and maybe we've even felt burnt out of the way in which we're growing right now, but God just wants our heart to understand the hunger we need to have. And we're going to lean in to him. We're going to lean into his vision and we're going to start seeing people in our community, our neighbors make a decision to ask for guidance and give their lives to Jesus and be delivered and move in to a relationship with God like never before. We will have to pray more in order to see that happen. I mean, we will have to pray more with great faith for our community in order to see God move and these visions accomplished. Sacrificing time and emphasizing prayer in our relationship with God like never before. Who are you praying for? Who's breaking your heart right now that you need to be praying for? <laughs> what has your prayer time led you to do? Like actual action with your faith. Send me an email, thadh at openlife.church, and let me know what God has inspired you to do. I would love to hear the stories about how the Holy Spirit's encouraged you to step out in faith. For that matter, if you have a ministry idea that's just jumping inside of you, a group, a meetup, share it. We can't wait to help you, celebrate with you, and empower you to transform someone's life with the gospel. There's a climate and a hunger to serve right now. We wanna run alongside of that. We would need to stand firm in the faith in order to move ahead and accomplish our vision of leading people to Jesus in this community. Not giving in to the arguments of man, but being willing to make the sacrifices of the faithful for the sake of unity within the church. The enemy loves to bring division to the church and, and he loves to scatter the church. And, and if the church can't focus on the 98% we have in common and we become all about the 2% that 
differentiate our perspectives on reading scripture, and then the enemy's just going to sit back and laugh and watch us tear ourselves apart. With every great opposition, there's a great outpouring. And I've really sensed that in prayer this week. With every great opposition, something incredible is coming around the corner, an outpouring of his presence, a revival, if you will, of an awakening of people discovering that Jesus loves them and that there is life to the full and peace of mind through growing relationship with Jesus. Let's not get lost in opposition. Let's get lost in anticipation of what God's going to do, and let's begin to step out. Uh, it has struck us to the core, and we're going to count it all joy, the struggles we're going to, because there's something great on the other side of our struggle. So stand firm. I watched a message from a pastor this week, and one of his challenges for the big C church, right? All churches, not just our church, but all churches, is his challenge was, are we persecution ready? I mean, are we ready uh, if we won't do this or that or this in order to meet right now? Are we ready to be persecuted? Because if we call what we're experiencing because of a pandemic persecution, we're really insulting those whose families, whose lives of themselves and their families would be taken if they ever confessed Jesus as Lord. Uh, there's people being persecuted, beheaded, killed for their faith all around the world right now, every day. And, and so we, we're not having to sneak out of our homes in dark and, and meet together in, in secret bunkers in order to pray. We're not an underground church. We're still legal. And uh, it's going to cost us something to meet, but it's not going to cost us what persecution would cost us. And if we won't meet on a, a day of a Saturday instead of a Sunday or a Monday or a Tuesday or a Wednesday, if we won't come together for a group in order to grow our relationship with Jesus, will we maintain our faith if we're arrested? Or if a being you'll be arrested for your faith? Man, the actual persecuted church around the globe finds ways to connect, even in the midst of it being illegal. And that said, we need to find ways to connect with each other. That's one of the things we're going to have to do if we're going to make it. That's a sacrifice worth making is finding a way to connect. You need more voices than mine speaking into your faith, speaking encouragement into your life, building you up. Hebrews 10, 23 says, let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm for God can be trusted to keep his promises. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, one another, right? Especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Man, how can we encourage one another even more today? How can we motivate one another to love well and do something good in the world around them today? Step one, we have to make the most of every opportunity to connect. It's a sacrifice worth our time. Hop into the after party. Find your way to, to sacrifice and make it to the in-person service. 
join the Facebook comments during the online service. Let's engage back and forth. Start a group, lead a meetup, do something in order, and safely, legally, lovingly, wisely, right? But let's find ways to engage with one another, have somebody over for a meal or a swim or a whatever it is. And if you need help, your vision's our vision. We wanna help you. Prayer, standing firm, connecting in ways, in any way, shape, or form, even if it's not usual. That's a sacrifice, and we need all of those in place. I will not sacrifice to the Lord my God that which costs me nothing. Following Jesus requires sacrifice. Our action point today is sacrifice for the growth of your relationship with Jesus. I wanna pray for you. God, I thank you for the opportunity we have to tune our spirits in with yours today and read these scriptures and let them come alive in us. God, help us not to just go with whatever's comfortable or easy, but may we sacrifice in order to grow our relationship with you. And if there are some that are watching this right now that have yet to enter into a relationship with you, may they surrender their life to you right now in the name of Jesus, simply by saying, Jesus, I wanna follow you for the rest of my life. I wanna live life to the full now and have peace of mind through a growing relationship with you. So I surrender, help me to live again. Help me to live life to the full and help me to be courageous in my sacrifice to serve you and worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. We're praying for a great week ahead for you.